Welcome to the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. This is Pastor Joe McGarry. This week, we continue to take a look at Mark chapter 6. When the crowds are going in upon Jesus and his disciples, and they decide to go to a deserted place to rest. What is your deserted place? I hope you enjoy the podcast and have a great week. Be blessed. Gospel according to Mark chapter 6. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As they went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Garciniat and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that the whole region began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Please be Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to tell you about a place that I love. My deserted place. We read in the Gospel that Jesus and his disciples went to a deserted place to separate themselves, to be rejuvenated. And I have a special place like that myself. You might hear about it quite often, actually, uh, because this place is very special to me. It's a place that I draw upon the spirit every year. It's called Camp Calumet. A few of you might have heard about it already. Calumet is a Lutheran camp tucked away in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. And throughout the year, Lutherans as well as non-Lutherans head to Calumet to go camping, to attend programs, or just to sit on the shores of Lake Ossipee and soak in the beauty that surrounds them. I attended Camp Calumet eight years as a camper. I spent 10 years on the summer staff. And after my junior year of college, I felt really disconnected. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't really feel like I had any place to go. So Calumet welcomed me in, and I was on the year-round staff for three years. Every summer in August, my family and I go to Calumet to on vacation with uh, close friends of ours. And I experienced a lot while I was there. It's a place that I first discovered my faith could actually be fun and exciting and energizing for me. It's a place where I've celebrated, a place where I've laughed. It's also a place where I've cried and where my heart was broken. When I go there now as an adult with a family, I know that there's times for me to relive those good old days when I was on the summer staff. 
but it's also a place where I can separate myself from the world, to disconnect for a while, to turn my phone off and leave it in the cabin for the day, to just soak in all that's around me, and to watch as my kids and uh, my friends' kids find their love for their faith and be excited about their relationship with God. So today we read about a place like that for Jesus and his disciples. It's not Camp Calumet, but it's a place where they can go and they can find rest and comfort and hope. It's a place where they can go and revitalize their strength and their faith. Mark calls it a deserted place. I believe, though, we too need a place like this in our lives, a place where we can go and get away from it all. But it's not only to go and to sit on the, on the beach and rest and relax. It's, that's important. But it's to rejuvenate ourselves in our body, mind, and spirit. And Jesus' invitation to his disciples was quite simple. Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. It's not just an afternoon to take a nap or a vacation, but the invitation to his disciples and to us is to find ways to connect with others and to connect with God. You know, we've gotten this idea over the years that we need to continually be busy. We need to go and go and go and not take a break, not to rest. But that's not the life that God intends for us. That is not living an abundant life. And, and we read this also in today's psalm, right? Psalm 23, one of our favorite psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. Now that part we, we, we remember. We remember that the Lord is my shepherd. That's the beginning of Psalm 23. But the second half, I shall not be in want. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Because I trust that my God is good, I shall not cave into the pressures of this world to get more and more and more. Because the Lord is my shepherd, God has promised to take care of me. And I will find a way to get to my deserted place so I can rest and notice the abundance and grace and love of my God. To rest, or as we like to call in the church, to take a Sabbath, gives us a chance to step back and to stand aside from all that the usual things that drive us to consume, that we might take notice of God's presence and blessings in our lives, to experience this sense of contentment and to give thanks to God for all that God does for us, <clears throat> to take a Sabbath or to rest from all the pressures that come at us every single day, to spend time with our loved ones outdoors or time enjoying the things that we love in our life. God desires more for each and every one of you. And this is called abundant life. Now when I say abundant life, we may have this perception of what that may mean. It doesn't mean that we have to, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that we have to get more and more. Instead, it's finding out what is important in your life. Something that gives you hope and to hold on to that. So for a minute, I want you to think about your upcoming week. I don't want you to think about all the things that you have to do this week. That might be a little overwhelming. But instead, I want you to think about one thing 
that you will not do this week. One evening where maybe you shut down your computer and turn off your cell phone after dinner and not pick them up again until the morning. Think about that one, impo- that one appointment that you're trying to squeeze into your week. Instead, do not make that appointment. Take an opportunity to explore, to dream, to hope. What does that look like? And how can you find rest in that? Now think about one thing that you're going to perhaps do this week for yourself. Maybe it's taking a walk with a friend or or spouse. Maybe it's a game that you will play with your child or grandchild. One opportunity just to sit alone and think and pray. Not in front of the television, but to think about the blessings and the abundance in your life. How will that change your perspective? Now, as simple as all this sounds, we have built our lives on working and moving and scheduling as much as we can just to get it all in. Not stopping until everything is accomplished. But to find our deserted place and to go there forces us to recognize what is necessary, what is absolutely needed, and who will truly be there when everyone else walks away. So Jesus takes his disciples to this deserted place to teach them what he has learned in the wilderness. And after Jesus and his disciples were in this deserted place, they take their rest and they go out to continually preach and teach and heal in the name of God, to tell the world about the kingdom of God. They continue to do their ministry. They were able to leave all the things that were holding them back behind them. But there are hundreds and thousands of people who want to get close to Jesus to touch his cloak just so that they may be healed. And this can be overwhelming. I can imagine Jesus in this predicament when people are coming from all sides wanting just to get close to him and how overwhelming that must feel to him. But what the Bible tells us is that he looks at them and he has compassion for them because they are like sheep without a shepherd. Compassion is kind of a funny word because it can mean so many things. But the the challenge for us when when it comes to compassion is not only having it for other people, you know, to be compassionate to someone who may need our help, who may be in trouble or distress, but also compassion for ourselves. This is a big deal because if we're honest, there are many times when we need Jesus to come to us after a tough day, after hearing difficult news, after experiencing a loss in our life. But we feel like, when we feel like we are sheep without a shepherd. But we have an opportunity to care for one another as God cares for us. And that's why we have this church. That's why we gather together to confess our sins so, and that's why we share peace with one another. That's why we celebrate the gift of communion together as we gather around the altar and hear the words, the body of Christ for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. When we gather together as a church, we have an opportunity to care for one another, to celebrate the joys, and to stand with each other during the struggles. 
Jesus knows how difficult life can be, how difficult caring for others can be, which is why we have an opportunity to come and regroup together each and every week to hear the word of God and to celebrate with one another the God who cares and loves us. Too many times we don't allow ourselves to be the recipients of compassion, either from God or from each other, because we don't want to put ourselves in this vulnerable state. We, we rather feel sorry for ourselves than realize the relationships that we have in our life are precious and valuable, real relationships of love and care. We're afraid if we put ourselves in a vulnerable state, what will others think about us? We'd rather do things ourselves and prove to ourselves that we can make it on our own. We like to pretend that we have it all figured out, that we really don't need true compassion and love. This leads us then to start building up walls between us and between God. Perhaps this is why people don't necessarily trust the church anymore. Because you don't really get something for nothing, can you? There's always a catch. Nothing is for free. We are told over and over again that you have to earn what you receive, that there are no free handouts. But today we hear about a grace that comes into our life for free. We have an opportunity to spend this time together, and there are no strings attached. Our God is a God of love and a God of grace. And when we have compassion for one another and for those who are not part of this church, we are sharing God's love and grace to the world. Even in my short time here at Prince of Peace, I've seen the love that is shared in this community, how people care for one another, and how we so desperately want to reach out to the world. And I want to thank the church for being here, for being a part of this community, to serve the people of this community, to show compassion, care, and love for the sake of the world and for the sake of one another. Amen.